For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Arizona Cardinals, we are back. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams alongside the one and only Ed Easy Smith, former professional baseball player as well as professional football player in the NFL and over always over abroad. You played in NFL Europe and, and you played in the XFL as well. With them girls and people running to the to the to center field. <laughs> I mean, running to uh, the fifty yard line, trying to grab that ball and get in the scrum. So, how you living, man? Man, you know it's funny. I've been doing a few different things recently, and everybody wants to ask me about my XFL experience because it's coming back yes. next year. So it's it's funny you bring that up, but yeah, it's. I think this time around, uh, Vince learned his lesson the first time. So I think it's going to be a little less about the the girls shaking their thing on the sideline, maybe more about the dudes out there actually playing some real football. Exactly. Maybe we won't see another, uh, we won't see a part two of He Hate Me. But so, in a, first off, shout out to uh, to everybody that listened to last week's episode. It, it was user error on my part in terms of technical difficulties. So thank y'all for putting up with us. But we are based in Arizona. We are a Cardinals, an Arizona Cardinals specific show. So we talk about the Cardinals in terms of what they got going on. Uh, during the season, we're talking about the looking back on the, the week previous and then seeing uh, talking about the game and then also looking ahead to who the Cardinals will be facing. So, man, Ed, three, three and one, fool. Matt, well, you know, it's funny because the over-under at the beginning of the year was like five, maybe six games. Right. So we're halfway there, and they still could be on target for that depending on because the schedule is going to get a little tougher, um, you know, moving ahead. But at the same time, man, I'd be pleasantly surprised, huh? Three, three, man, and three, one. Three, and one. I didn't. I, I, I actually picked the Cardinals for the, for last week's game, but still, three, three, and one after seven games. That is definitely an accomplishment, given where they, where they were to start the season. And what I mean by that is the tie. We know that they. It was one of those things where the Lions. It's, it's like that's the game the Lions lost, as opposed to. The way that you you can look at it either way, half full or half empty. But let's talk about this game because it was interesting. That I posed the question to you on our on our Easy Sports Talk show that airs every Saturday here on ten sixty a.m. in Phoenix. I posed this question to you before about is are they putting too in, in here? I believe as well. Are they putting too much on Kyler Murray's shoulders? So this week, what I want to talk about is so the three game winning streak. Talk about that. Our look back on the game. The offensive line is it looks like maybe it's doing more than we expected. I want you you know about being in the trenches, so I want to get your thoughts on that. Patrick Peterson was back, so maybe the Patrick Patrick Peterson uh, effect, maybe them being able to do some other things on defense, and then of course looking ahead to the Saints and seeing if they're going to be able to keep this momentum up. But first of all, so three three in a row. I've talked about the the how much. 
Kyler Murray has on maybe on his plate. They want him to do everything. So it's we're counting on him to rack up those those passing yards, and in, in addition to that, to be able to scramble as well to get some running yards. But this week, because of the rain that was in New York, mm-hmm. he wasn't able to. Uh, he he had a lackluster game. Yeah, just called the way it is. And who stepped up? Edmonds yeah. came out, and the offensive line really did a great job of blocking for him. Your thoughts on this game with Kyler Murray, them winning despite a bad game from Kyler Murray? Well, you know, I wouldn't even call it a bad game. What right. it is, football is the ultimate team sport. Right. And, you know, obviously the quarterback gets most of the focus because, you know, it's the most important position on the field. Uh, he takes on all the responsibility as the leader, running the offense, et cetera, et cetera. What I liked about this game, it showed that the Cardinals can win in different ways. Like you said, you don't have to have it all on Murray's shoulders. And I think it was 11 for, no, 14 for 21, uh, 104 yards, zero touchdowns yet again, but right. zero interceptions. He sure. could have really hurt the team in that type of game by putting it on the ground or throwing it to the other color, which he didn't. So in terms of everybody likes to look at a game like this and say, oh, he had a bad game. Think about this. A few weeks ago when Tom Brady went into Buffalo, was it Buffalo, right? Right. And he didn't have one. This is the greatest of all time. And he had one of those, quote, unquote, lackluster games. One, they still walked away with the victory. And they did it, you know, the, the in a different way. You Normally, know, we're usually used to that offense carrying everything, yeah. doing all the work. This year has been a total different picture for those Patriots. And that's so, so far, this was a nice addition to the repertoire, I guess, of the Cardinals. I'll tell you a couple things that I liked was they didn't run the ball traditionally mm-hmm. because Edmonds isn't that kind of runner. Yeah. And you and I will get into a minute about our theory on whether there's a running back controversy or anything like that. Right, right. Okay. But they did some motions where you didn't even know where the ball was going. You know, somebody was yes. coming in that jet sweep stuff. Yes, yes. And next, you know, they had something that went out the backside. That was really encouraging. And that maybe that's part of that new wave offense that Kingsbury is – you know, still trying to unwrap and give to us, but I was encouraged. One of those things, what was interesting is that what Chase Edmonds, he had three touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. So three touchdowns, but it seemed like all three of those plays were essentially the same play. Yeah. But and so that's a good thing. I mean, if they can't stop it, they keep running it. Here's the key to uh, any good offense in the NFL. Okay. <clears throat> the key is a couple things. One, to keep it simple. Yes. And then the other is to... Do what you want to do. Just do it different ways all the time. Right. And that's the key. You know, people think you're going to a game with like 15 different runs. And now we can run the same play with a different formation, different personnel, right. different motion to set it up. And that's what I liked about what Kingsbury was doing. He he did the old kiss thing. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, indeed. And he did, what he did was he went to some of his basic stuff, dressed it up a little bit, dressed it up a little differently. Gave different, like I said, motions, looks, personnel. That's what you got to do. That's how you're consistent within the NFL. Now, is this another, and it's been a kind of the topic of conversation for, well, with the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals for as long as you can remember in mm-hmm. terms of their inability to really get a consistent and really a highly, highly productive offensive line. So could it be that the offensive line is, is not should not be as maligned as they were, given the fact that maybe Kingsbury or maybe the offensive line coach is is coaching them up a little bit, or is that a little bit of a misnomer? Is that a little smoke and mirrors? Well, I'll say this. Okay, we've played. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm you. You gotta do it. You gotta keep it right? You've played the Bengals. Yes. 
Falcons, who put up no resistance, and you were on the road in sloppy situation against the Giants. I thought the Giants would put more pressure on uh, Murray and maybe mix things up and give our front some fits, which they didn't. Right. What we did, though, we handled our business against those all those defenses. Going into New Orleans is going to be a thing. We'll get to that eventually, but and I'm not trying to take anything away from the cards. I'm just saying okay. you played against who you played against. We're going to see the true tests are getting ready to come up, meaning you're going to the Dome over there in New Orleans. Noise is going to be a factor. Um, you know, the get-off. you got a superior defensive line in front. And saying what I'm saying, I'm like, let's temper what we saw the last few weeks. If okay. they go over there and do it again, I'm like, I'm giving you the clap. I'm, you know, right. but right now, what I'm really thinking is, you know, the line is playing better. We just haven't been tested to that next level yet. Okay. And we'll see. Like I said, when we talk next week, if they, you know, no sacks or one sack and they held up and they ran the ball and they, I'll be, man, I'll be the first one standing up and clapping. For what they've done to this point, though, man, you play the people in front of you and I give the offensive line a lot of credit because winning on the road and playing on the road is not easy. And they have held up for Kyler and some of that might be because they're getting, you know, more cohesiveness in what they're doing, understanding uh, their strengths and working together more. And also maybe Kingsbury's understanding some of the things he has to do to hide the blemishes. Right. So it's a combination of everything. I just want to, you know, this will be a true test coming up here going over to New Orleans. And it's also one of the things that happens is what's hope springs eternal, whether it's Major League Baseball or whether you're in training camp for football, you start to believe that all we need is things to break our way. And going into the season, I think and it's been it's been mentioned in the media here um, all season long so far, but I think it started to change a little bit because now people's eyes start to get a little bit bigger, is that this is supposed to be a season where you just wanted to see growth. Yep. If you can see growth, so, so if they happen to lose to the Saints – that's it's no you, shame you in see, that. you've seen growth yeah. in this season so far so because people are thinking well if you win this game then you got to go all in no you don't and ease up ease up so let's transition one of the another change in terms of from Kyler Murray not having to shoulder the whole load uh, we talked about the offensive line but let's talk about the the return of Patrick Peterson we talked i i i posited the question whether or not they were they were kind of hold, holding back or they were kind of left without a lot of options because, of course, their two starting cornerbacks were out. That's not something that only I was asking that question about. But he was back. It seemed like they were able to do some different things. The Well, we know that Chandler Jones was able to apply pressure as he normally does, had, what, four sacks, if I'm not mistaken. But Peterson had the was blitzed. There was a corner blitz at the end of the game, and so he mm-hmm. was able to, to get a, a sack on that. Your thoughts sack fumble, on, too, wasn't yeah, it? Sack yeah, sack fumble. So your thoughts on... Patrick Peterson, with him being back now, it seems like this is one of those at the in the press conference after the game. Yeah, of course we were happy to be able to do more things with Patrick Peterson. But leading up to this, that the defensive coordinator and the head coach, nah, nah, there's, there's no, there's nothing to see here. This we're doing everything we can, but now they're revealing that they now they are able to unleash more because he's there. Well, you know, when something is taken away from you and you get it back, you know how happy you are. Yes, and I can only imagine those six weeks that Patrick was away could not have any contact yeah. with anyone, no playbooks, no nothing. And from what I understand, he was basically scouting the defense itself. And right, he came in with a book of notes. and So, so that was his contribution. He's away for six weeks. When he came back, he could finally bring a lot of that knowledge, some of the things that he was observing. 
I probably went right to uh, Vance Johnson and said, you know, this is where I've seen some things that we can improve on. You know, insert me and let's go. Let's move from here forward. And his presence alone in the secondary, no coincidence that we got our first INT of the season. It wasn't him that got it. But I guarantee his presence allowed a little more flexibility and coverage on the other side or you know guys understood where they had to be because he was out there on the field probably coaching them the, the whole way so that his presence alone you know we got that from him I was you know I was wasn't sure of the impact he would have but from the very beginning I was like in the first two plays I was just kept saying to myself he looks like he looks like he's ready to play okay and his like I said and then you throw in what Chandler Jones did Oh my God! Wasn't he the defensive player of the yes, defensive player, defensive player of the week? Player of the week. Yes, so, sir. And that's back-to-back weeks we've had offensive defense, offensive player of the week with Kyler last week. Yep. Chandler this week. So that's that right there shows you that you know things are on the uptick in terms of our outlook here uh, defensively. I said you know they they threw some things at Daniel Jones and I was actually it's funny because you look at Daniel Jones same draft you know first first round quarterback and yeah. and Kyler. You could tell he was a little flummoxed. Okay. He was a little out of sorts a couple of times. A couple of his decisions where he threw the balls. You didn't see that even though Kyler didn't put up the numbers. Right. I never saw that look of, oh my goodness, this is moving a little too fast for me. So that alone is an encouraging thing. The defense, they did their job, forced some fumbles, uh-huh. uh, got that interception. Uh, game could have went either way down there toward the stretch because once again we Jump out to a lead. Giving up the points, yeah, to give them yeah. back into the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to the Saints. And as we talk about the Saints, you alluded to this a little earlier, so let's get into this a little bit. David Johnson was out there for, for the game against the Giants for two snaps. Um, they said that it was because he the injury, took him out for injury concerns. Chase Edmonds had a game or had a day, as the saying goes. So, of course, now they're wondering, is there some type of controversy? You mentioned that Chase Edmonds is not, he's not the biggest back. Yeah. So he's not going to be able to take the pounding as some other backs. He's not the workhorse, yeah. So he's more of that, he's that change of pace almost. What are your thoughts as we get into this Saints game? What do you think that we'll see? They they brought on a couple of uh, running backs this week because of David Johnson, because of that injury, and uh, what, DJ Foster had an injury as well. Uh, but so what are your thoughts on the running back position with the Arizona Cardinals? All right, I'll give you my short-term and my long-term okay. thoughts. Here. Okay. Short-term, I think moving forward, you're going to get more of a platoon effort from the running back. It's going to be a little bit more by committee, even when David Johnson comes back. And the reason I say that, I think – if you watch, when they looked at the film and saw what Edmonds did, yeah. I guarantee you some of the coaches, they're probably nudging each other in the dark and whispering and saying, man, he really looks good in this offense. Not to take anything away from David Johnson, I keep saying I don't think he is the great, the greatest of fits for this attack. Right. Meaning shot, Edmonds is a fast, twitchy dude. You know, you get him in space, you know, the motions, and, you know, you can kind of hide him back there because he's not a big back. David Johnson is one of them dudes, for my, in my opinion, you want seven, eight yards deep, you know, uh, picking like a Peterson. hole. Yeah, like Peterson, picking yeah. a hole. But he's he's deceitful because he is such a great pass-catching guy as well. So you can put him out in different spots in the formation, et cetera, et cetera, or swing passes, screens, to that effect. But what I, what I think is what they saw from Edmonds, you're going to get more of a platoon. They're going to get Edmonds more and more snaps, in my opinion, especially if David continues to be – uh, nicked. Then, if you want to look long term, and this is 
just me speaking, so nobody out there go crazy or anything like that. This is just my opinion. I think as the season goes deeper, they'll get a feel for whether they feel that David Johnson is the right fit for this offense. Right. And come the offseason, he might be it might be an unpopular thing to say, but he might be a chip that they can use to because it's like if you can't if you have this shiny new car but you're in a town that the speed limit is 35 <laughs> and you can't do what's right. the use of having it? Right. So Good maybe point. I'll go get me something a little classier, a little bigger, you know, maybe save myself a little gas money, et cetera, et cetera. Might not be able to get up to eighty, but I can't drive it anyway. And David might be one of those players that is shiny and nice as he looks, because he has all the skills and ability. He just doesn't fit yeah. this, you know, so we'll find that out when we get into the offseason. But that's my little mini prediction moving forward. Interesting. So you've played in, you've played, no, you didn't play in uh, in the, where the Saints play now. Yeah, yeah. You that's played the, in the, Yeah, that's the, the, all they did was change the name and okay. put some new paint on it. It's still, it was the, it was the. Uh, I'm thinking Atlanta for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're thinking of the Mercedes-Benz. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you played in this building. You know how loud it can get. What are what do you expect from this game in terms of is this another game where maybe we're going to see a little bit of a slight regression? I know you didn't you mentioned earlier that Kyler Murray he, it's not that he had a bad game it's just that you said he looked a little flummoxed. So we, we no he didn't him. look flummoxed. He just it was just one of those games where he wasn't asked to do that much right, and okay. they they didn't really need him that much. I thought that Daniel Jones was the one who was okay, flummoxed. Gotcha. <laughs> so do you think that how do you think Kyler Murray will handle the environment? In, in New Orleans with that, that dome, that that crowd is going to come ready. How do you think this is going to go down? Uh, I've played in a whole bunch of stadiums, and I would say, in my opinion, the uh, the dome there in New Orleans is probably the second loudest I've ever experienced. But it's probably just because of circumstances. When we went up to Minnesota to play in the NFC Championship game, that was all winner take all. You know, the situation when I was in New Orleans was several times. It was always regular season games. Right. Uh, with that, Even with that being said, this is going to be one of the toughest environments. The good thing for somebody like Kyler Murray, because he played at Oklahoma, he's used to big crowds. I mean, this is, you know, it's not college, but, you know, you get 110 in some of those stadiums in college. They're not as rowdy in terms of maybe because of a little a little less adult beverages allowed in the stadium. We know they all get lit up outside. Oh, yeah, we know Once that. you get inside, it's a little more calmer, right, a little calmer. Right, but right. This, this, the, what they're going into in the Dome, it is going to be as loud as they can imagine. I'm curious whether we come back with the clap, you know. Oh, yeah. That we'll see how they handle that. They yeah. could. There's a couple options. You could try to do sound, you know, voice count, but you could also go silent count, and then they could obviously do the clap. We'll see what method they go. The problem that happens is because the the defensive line is watching the ball as the, the offensive line has to do the same because you're not on a cadence. Now it's now they're getting off the ball just as fast as your offensive lineman and that causes that's why you see a lot of dudes just screaming around the corner because it's now we're going at the same time. You don't you don't have the luxury of knowing the count. You you have to look at the ball as well. And boy, them dudes man and I experienced this too. A couple times I almost got my head pushed into my shoulders because, you know, I was relying on being off the ball and I had to wait till it was snapped to, you know, make my first move. And by that time, I'm making a first step, the defensive line, he's already got two in. And that okay. momentum. So that's one of the things they're going to have to deal with. Um, if they go over there with this plan that we're just going to try to throw the ball all over the place, I feel sorry for them. They better have a running game, okay. whatever sorts. If you want to do what you did last week or 
establish something, you know, a little more traditional. Whatever they do, they better take a running game with them because that dome is, is going to be a tough environment. And if you want to drop back and try to throw it 30, 40, 50 times, that's not the place you want to do it. What about if we're looking on the defensive side of the ball? Because Breeze, he may or may not I'll play. Be back. You, so Bridgewater, he's been doing he's been doing a decent enough job. We know that he's not Breeze, so we know that. But they still have won what five games five in a row. row. Yeah. So there's something to be said for that. With that, whatever chemistry or whatever that feeling that that sense that you that you get from that team. So defensively, what do you think? Do you, do you think that the, the Cardinals will be up to it, again, with that X factor kind of being back there with Peterson? So yeah. what do you think? Well, the, the thing they're going to have to do the most, and we I, I have to check the reports to see if Kamara is uh, active. He was inactive last week, and they still went to up to Chicago and won. I was, that, was, that surprised me. I thought Chicago would put up a bigger fight minus that running game. But uh, Alvin Kamara, as, a, as we record this, he did this practice today, okay. and Drew Brees was limited. Okay, with that being said, they – they're still going to probably, you know, they're not going to have Teddy throw the ball all over the place. So they're going to establish a run game. If we don't stop that, it's going to be a long day because what that run game will do is open up the play action and the many different things they can do. So our, in my opinion, this is a game, if the Cardinals stay in it or by some crazy the ball bounces this way, they win this one, it's going to all, for me, balance on how both fronts, meaning our offensive line and our defensive line play. Because if they establish dominance, you can pretty much cancel Christmas because sure. like I said, that that that, that the, what they've been that's that's without Breeze in the offense. And we can always account for him possibly being a little rusty or something like that. But man, if he's gonna play, I guarantee you he's putting he's been putting in the time. Um he'll he'll come out ready to to, to shoot. And one of the things factors you might want to throw in there Teddy did a pretty good job while he's, he was away. Right. The last thing Drew would want to do is come back and lay an egg. Ooh. Man, a little motivation, he, right? A little yeah, motivation. a little motivation. Okay. So he might be ready to light it up just to say, hey, everybody, you know, I appreciate what Teddy did, but, you know, your boy is back. <laughs> gotcha. So what do you? what is your prediction for this game? Oh, boy. This is I, – I, I, I got the Saints. I got the Saints winning by 13. I'm starting to look like a fool, man, because like the last three weeks I've picked against the Cardinals, yeah, right? I yeah. picked against them going to Cincy. I thought Atlanta would come in here and lay it on us with all that talent. Right. And then they go over to New York and they win. And I'm starting to look like a fool, to be honest with you. I don't like being made look like a fool. But uh. at the same time, there's no way I can pick them going over to New Orleans of all places and winning. Um, I hope they go over and put up a fight. But for me, this is one of those... Everybody might be a little overwhelmed, including Cliff. This is his. You got to remember. That's true. He's had some pretty friendly. Yeah, he's had some pretty friendly environments. You know, we've gotten on top of people early and stuff like that. You Earl Earl talks about those hands getting nervous. Yeah, shaking. Yeah, yeah. This might be one of those instances where, ooh, it didn't. It really didn't look good. You know, and so I set up giving my opinion. I'm looking at oh 27-13. How's that? Ooh. Ouch. Offense doesn't do its thing. So, <laughs> we do this every week. So, thank you for, for checking us out. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, that, for my partner, Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. And as my partner likes to always say, Until next week, be easy out there, everybody. You can. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.